Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. This is Tim and Julie Harris. We're broadcasting live from lovely Austin, Texas. We have a fantastic show for you today, something actually Julie and I wrote over last weekend. And the name of the show is called Make Money, Not Excuses. Make Money, Not Excuses. So we have, I think, six or seven points, and we're going to go through these points. And a lot of these points will be, I think, maybe even, dare I say, offensive to some of you. And I'm Uh going to give you a warning. Exactly, right? I'm going to give you a little suggestion. When you feel offended, especially by anything you hear on the radio show, we're not like shock jocks. We're not trying to offend you. But when you feel offended, when you feel challenged, when you feel like, you know, well, that if you don't feel like you're in agreement with something, opposed to just discounting it and stopping uh, listening, I would challenge all of you to ask yourself why it is that you find it offensive, why it is that you don't agree, why specifically it is that maybe you're not in, on the same page as we are about some of these thoughts and concepts and ideas we're passing along to you on the radio show and through our coaching programs. And then the next question is the best one. Where did those thoughts originate? Where did they come from? Are they your thoughts or thoughts that people gave to you? You know, the example that Julie and I give all the time, which is kind of funny, um, are it's like working with unrepresented owners. That's what we call FISBOs, right? So FISBOs, you should just call them unrepresented owners because that's really what they are, unrepresented sellers. So a lot of agents have this horrible mindset about working with um, a for sale by owner, an unrepresented seller. And then if you ask them why, they won't have any personal experience that will have led to that mindset. They'll have just heard it from other realtors. They'll have maybe heard it in the office. or they'll, you know, They basically have all these mental and mindset issues uh, with that particular avenue of business for no real actual reason. And then the joke is, is that there's a secret society of uh, FISBO hunters, basically agents that basically make millions and millions of dollars off unrepresented owners every year, who perpetuate uh, the lies that FISBOs are hard to work with, or who, who basically are convincing all agents, especially newer agents, that for sale by owners aren't a you know, viable source of business. Guys, this concept scales way beyond just for sale by owners. There's so many different things in the real estate business that have almost become like a religion. People are so offended if you confront the idea of, say, having a big team. Oh, my God, you have to have a big team. Well, we challenge you to think about that. Listen to our past radio shows on teams. We're advocates of teams, but we're not advocates of dumb teams. We're advocates of smart teams, smart teams where the owner, you, make money, make lots of money, have huge percentages of profit. But go back and listen to the past radio shows on that. We're challenging a lot of you to really, you know, the idea that you have to somehow spend years and years in the business to maybe one day sell expensive real estate. No way. We have tons of coaching clients that come to brand new real estate licensees. They come to us, and we're able to get them right to the top of the marketplace because guess what, guys? The skills, the, the, um, you know, the, the presentations, the mindset, really, that's necessary to be successful selling million-dollar houses, $10 million houses, $100 million houses, it's identical to selling $100,000 houses. It really is. So there's so many things in the real estate industry that for some crazy reason, especially over the last like five to ten years, have become like 
unchallengeable. You're supposed to somehow believe it, not challenge it, not think about it, just assume the you know, sky is blue. And if you ever question it, it's heresy. You know, that is what we are here to challenge on our radio show. We want all of you to make the informed decisions about what you want your business to look like, what you want your future to look like, the success that you can enjoy, the money that you can make, the people that you can help. We want you to be the decider of those things, not somebody else. So when we expose something to you and you find yourself being ever so slightly offended, you need to not you just stop yourself from being offended and say, okay, I feel offended. You know, why do I feel offended? Because maybe I don't agree with what Tim or Julie just said. And then ask yourself, where did that thought originate? And then you start to actually be introspective, and then you can start changing. You're doing a little self-coaching there with that, but that's really how it works. So this topic, a lot of our other topics that we present on the radio are designed to challenge you. That's really what our motivation is. Because if we can, you know, if we ultimately, if we can motivate you guys, we can educate you guys, then we get you into action, everybody wins, right? So Julie, um, anything interesting before we get to today's topic? Yeah, well, I think the theme so far from the coaches and from our own coaching calls is to keep yourself in momentum. So many of you guys have had such a great listing and closing streak for the first half of the year. We don't want to lose that momentum and then ride on that. We want to just make sure that you make this your best year ever. So what is it going to take? Well, probably following what your coach teaches you to do. So that would be the easy way. Don't try and reinvent the wheel. And of course, implement the things that you learn here on the radio show. So the topic again is make money, not excuses. And we'll get to point one in one second. A couple quick reminders. Um, we are going to be doing a coaches training. We are looking for probably 10 more coaches immediately. Um, some of you guys have had uh, exposure to a, co a you know, usually it's through Keller Williams. Maybe you went through some coaches trainings or something like that. If you've been in the industry for a while, you've been exposed to it. Um, and you're interested in it, I and mean, we get lots and lots of emails, lots of inquiries of folks that are interested in working with us as a coach. We are looking for 10 more coaches. Uh, these would be coaches that could be either uh, essentially have a full-time schedule or maybe have less than a full-time schedule being coaches for us. We're really open to all possibilities. So if you're interested in being a coach for us, email us. Actually, go to the website, fill out the form. You can read more about the job description, read more about the pay, read more about all that just go to timandjulieharris.com and fill out the form, and then it will uh, get to Julie and I, and then you'll have a call with us, and we'll find out if you're a good fit for us. We are very, very particular. Uh, we are looking for agents that do have a long-time uh, record of being successful. So we want our coaches to be the best uh, in their individual marketplaces, in their individual offices, so they can show a lot of coaching clients how to either become the best or continue to be the best. There's a lot of new coaching clients coming to us who are really at the top of their games already, and they're wanting to take it to the next level or at least maintain the level that they are on. So their coaches' training is coming up at the end of July, um, and we will be opening the coaches' training up to a handful of personal clients. So if you're one of our personal clients, as I know literally you know, thousands of you are, if you're interested in attending the coaches' training, it's primarily coaches' training. So don't be thinking it's going to be a big rah-rah fest. But if you're interested, um, email Rochelle directly. And her email address is r-u-s-c-h-e-l-e at timandjulieharris.com. So Rochelle at timandjulieharris.com. And that coach's training is going to be at the W Hotel in Austin, Texas. And so that's, like I said, it's coming up the end of July, the first day of August, if I remember correctly. Um, and another big announcement. Well, another big reminder, if you will. The student loan program 
we're going to extend it. So if you're interested in joining, as I know literally based on the numbers, lots of you are, if you're interested in taking advantage of our student loan program, the way it works is quite simple. Breakthrough Coaching Program, which is normally $997 a month, it's been that way for years. Um, we now, because of student loans, are able to offer that same coaching program, not a watered-down version of it, but the same coaching program, our most elite coaching program, for only $359 a month. That opens the door for all of you who maybe have been uh, working with buying leads from one of the big portals or you know, you've done websites and whatever, whatever, and you're realizing all those things are just basically you know, flashes in the pan and you're wanting to really learn how to basically build a business, this is your opportunity to do so. So learn more about that. Simple. You go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. And when you do so, you'll get a free coaching call. We have 11 coaches that basically work full-time doing free coaching calls for you guys. You can learn about the financing, and we're also going to give you two copies of our, well, one copy each of uh, two of our books. So one is Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate. It's a real estate version of Napoleon Hill's uh, famous book, and then the Real Estate Treasure Map, uh, map which is in essence our uh, business plan. So you get those books for free. You get a free coaching call. You can learn about student loans, decide if it's a fit for you or not. All right, Julie, point number yes. one. All right, perfect. So again, our topic, make money, not excuses. It's critical to talk about this since you guys do come up with more excuses actually when you're busy than when you're not busy. So we're going to address a lot of this. Uh, part of this is a special request. Part of it is just because we hear about it from all of our coaches and coaching clients. So point number one, Embrace the fact that the only solution is to learn how to manage the stress that you feel. It's not going away. Doing fewer deals will make you less money, which will mean you're helping fewer people. Do you feel more or less stressed with a higher income? So again, really the subtitle to this is how to handle the stress that you've caused with your own success. So again, point number one, embrace the fact you've got to learn how to deal with it because Saying you're not going to deal with it, you're just going to take a break from real estate, or sometimes we hear I'm going to take a, a one-week break or a month break or a quarter break, well, that drives your income right into the ground. Is that more or less stressful? It's kind of a quick mindset topic to get in front of the rest of the points. Does that make sense, Tim? It does. And so again, guys, wrap your minds around. A lot of you think that you can't be successful or you're maybe holding yourself back from being successful because you don't think you can handle it. So here's a little, and Julie's first point, the essence of it was, is actually you have more stress when you're doing fewer deals because you're making less money than if you were doing more deals and had more money. You get it? So it's the exact opposite of what a lot of you think. More deals, more money equals less stress. It's the stress that you feel is from the lack of money. More money, less stress. Doesn't that make sense? Of course it does. Point number two, where does stress come from? Lack of control, lack of belief, you can handle it. Remember the thoughts of, I'm overwhelmed, I'm too busy, I can't handle it, with these affirmations. So replace those uh, thoughts, I'm overwhelmed, I'm too busy, I can't handle it, with these affirmations. I'm confident, I'm competent, and I'm surrounded by abundance. I can handle my business with grace. So there would be a nice affirmation. Next one, I'm the, uh, I'm the best. Julie, why don't you read that one since you typed it? I'm the best job for helping these people accomplish their goals. When I help more people, the, war, the reward I receive is profit. So be clear that you're getting paid because you're helping people. So good affirmation. I'm the best. Uh, I am the best agent. That's why we're having a hard time reading it. Thomas should say the agent in there. I'm the best agent for the job of helping these people accomplish their goals. When I help more people, the reward I receive is profit. So 
you know, you can't stop that first thing you're saying to yourself, I'm overwhelmed. We hear that a lot. I'm too busy. I can't handle it. You're probably always going to have that first thought, but you can control everything else that happens after that. So you should immediately replace it with affirmations. I'm confident and competent. I'm surrounded by abundance. I can handle my business with grace. So yeah, maybe you have a little negative thought there now and then. Replace it with something positive. Because when you're busy, 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 it's because you're surrounded by abundance and opportunity. Isn't that what you're praying for and hoping for on the days when you don't have a lot of business? You're blessed to have it. Guys, and Julie gets a third point too, but understand guys, Mm -hmm. when you say I'm overwhelmed, I'm too busy, I can't handle it, when you say anything like that, what you're really doing is giving yourself the affirmation, albeit a negative one, that uh, you basically can only handle so much success. You're actually telling yourself that you can't handle success, that you can't think big. That's what those things that you say to yourself actually mean. So if, you're, if you catch yourself, if you hear yourself saying it, and you hear it all around you, right? That's the normal thing that agents say. Believe me, we hear it all the time as coaches. But when you hear yourself saying that or somebody else saying that, mentally stop that thought and replace it with, I like the first thing Julie wrote down, the one she's about to read you, replace it with, I'm confident, I'm competent, and I'm surrounded by abundance. I can handle my business with grace. And Julie, the Stephen Rich, uh, Richards quote? Yeah, this is a great quote. So sometimes it's helpful to just take a breath And remember this short quote, when you connect to the silence within you, that is when you can make sense of the disturbance going on around you. So connect or reconnect to the silence within you, that's when you make sense of the disturbance going on around you. And Tim, this often comes up when it's a temporary level of high stress. I always think about, you know, coaching calls where agents say, well, I'm super stressed because I got all this going on at once. Well, how are you going to feel even 24 hours from now? It's going to be better. So take that breath and connect to the silence. So the next point is number three, worrying about future in the past causes stress. It prevents you from actually being in the moment. What you do today affects the future. Take care of today and your future will pay you back for your efforts. So Tim, you and I often will say, thank you, past Tim and Julie when we recognize the results of our past efforts. So work on building up your, res- your reservoir of today's efforts. Live in the moment. Worrying about the past, worrying about the future actually creates stress for you. But let's just stay just for a second. Let's drill down on that topic and Julie, get ready for point four. We've talked about this before on the radio show. Your stress comes from everybody's stress, by the way. It's a societal thing almost, a cultural thing to be worrying too much about the future or worrying too much about the past. We are constantly being hammered with messages that we should be worrying about the future. The future is uncertain. The future is this. The future is that. There are marketers. There are companies that basically make a living. Well, hell, insurance companies. How about the securities guys? The guys are trying to you know, believe that you need to be do, you know, worrying more about the future. I'm not saying you discount the future, but the best way to ensure that the future is going to be of abundance is focused more on the present. It's counterintuitive. Well, Tim, are you telling me not to plan? No, I'm not telling you not to plan. What I'm asking you to do is keep your mind as present as possible because that's where, and that really is, the only thing that you can truly affect. Again, this is a new concept for some of you, and it's really difficult to actually be present. But just for a second, ask yourself if, you know, like in the past minute, even though you're listening to us right now, and there's close to 100,000 of you that listen every month, you know, to all of our radio shows, I want you to actually stop and ask yourself, what, where has your mind been in just the past, say, for example, minute? 
Were you thinking about what you're going to do after the show? Were you thinking about what you're doing before the show? Were you thinking about the email? Were you thinking about this? Were you thinking about that? You see, you weren't present. Even though physically you're where you're at, mentally, emotionally, spiritually even, if you will, you're not in the moment. That's what causes time to go by fast. That's what causes stress because you always feel like the, the constant feeling of, I don't have enough time. I'm not, you know, I don't feel like they're, you know, I'm get, not getting enough uh, me time or I don't have enough balance or all those types of thoughts. Those all come from living too much in the past or living too much in the future in your mind. Next point, Jules. All right, and this is one that I think is one of your favorites. Point number four is to stay in your own three-foot world. So where does that come from? Well, and I want you to talk about this a little bit, Tim, because I think you actually read this book that Navy SEAL Mark Owen wrote. He was also interviewed recently on 60 Minutes, so you guys can probably find that on YouTube or online somewhere. But I'm going to give you just a quick quote from him explaining what does it mean to stay in your own three-foot world. So again, this is from Navy SEAL Mark Owen. He said, quote, I found myself frozen on a 300-foot cliff. I couldn't go up and I couldn't go down. My strength was beginning to drain. Remember, this guy's a Navy SEAL and he's feeling this way. The ex-Navy SEAL being interviewed on 60 Minutes said that, and what he said was, the instructor swung over to me, attached to his climbing rope, and told me something that has impacted every part of my life. He said, find your three-foot world. And then uh, Mark Owen goes on to say, from that moment, I focused fully on the cliff face before me, neither up nor down, not on what I couldn't reach, nor to where I couldn't step, not on fear, not on being tired, but only on the task at hand. It was my three-foot world and the only part of my world that I actually had control over. It was a riveting image that captured my attention because it completely fit the philosophy he had, but was a more captivating description, this whole concept of the three-foot world. So sometimes in real estate, it can seem like you're hanging from a 300-foot cliff. I know all of you guys can relate to that. And what do you do? Well, you freak out sometimes about getting it wrong. It might have a negative impact on your future life. So that causes paralysis and fear and things beyond your current reach. So in other, you know, what do you do about that? You focus on your three-foot world. So understand you only have control. And remember, a lot of your stress comes from that feeling that you're out of control you only have control over that three-foot world. Within your reach, you can do something about that. So, Tim, I mean, I think you read probably even more into that, being that you are familiar with that book and you read a lot of Navy SEAL books. So does that make I sense? Do. I think I've heard you use that on coaching calls before too. Well, guys, if you're, not, if you're from Austin, you know this, but in Austin there are a ton of retired Navy SEALs. Uh, our neighbors are Navy SEALs, you know. So it's pretty cool, actually. So you run into these guys all the time. And to be honest with you, they all kind of look like you'd expect them to look, you know. And uh, they have a swagger and a level of confidence that you instantly admire. But I'll tell you, the whole three-foot world thing, and that he meant literally stay in your three-foot world. So whatever is yeah. three feet around you right now, this isn't a mindset thing so much as this. he's being absolutely practical. Visual, mm -hmm. Visual right? So literally, and the guy's on the rock face. You know, he's trying to decide. He's freaking out. He's cold. He's, there was more details to the story. You guys can read his book. It's pretty cool. But the gist of it was is he was focusing too much on other things other than what he could actually have an effect on, which was within a three-foot diameter of where he is. So literally, guys, what is within three feet of you right now, right? What is within three feet around you right now? Quite literally, that's all you can truly affect. 
you can't affect anything else beyond that. You certainly can't, getting back to the previous point, affect anything that's in the future or affect anything that's in the past. You can only affect the stuff that's around you within a three-foot three foot circumference. Now, some of you, that's going to freak you out because you're going to be like, oh, my gosh, what are you talking about? Your mind, your ego is going to struggle with that concept. I get that. It's normal. Others of you are going to embrace that. You're going to say, you know what, I feel free because now I feel a little bit more in control because I realize that, yes, that's true. I can only control what's around me. And then what happens is your mind starts accepting the idea that being present is the only really way to live, being as present as you possibly can, not so focused on the future or the past. These are the overwhelming and overriding concepts of what we teach all of our coaching clients. This isn't just the practice. Yes, most of what we do is the practical, how to do this and how to do this, listing presentations, pre-listing packs, scripts, objection handlers, the good meat and potato stuff. But none of it means anything unless you have a really good, strong mindset. And that's what these points we're sharing with you today are all about that. So, Julie, I think we can get through maybe two or three more points. Yes, sure. Okay, so the next one, have simple daily minimum standards which revolve around dollar productive activities. If it doesn't lead to a paycheck, stop doing it. Some of you guys have stress that is self-created by doing things that make you busy but not productive. So if it's not related to those things that we always go through virtually on every radio show and every coaching call, which is generate the lead in the first place, follow up on it, pre-qualify, present, negotiate, close, lather, rinse, repeat. If it's not on that list, I don't know why you're doing it. It's probably polluting your schedule. So have simple daily minimum standards. So the most simple daily minimum standards, if this is a new concept and you want to get started, stick to lead generation and lead follow-up. That should be your daily minimum standard. If you don't do those things in real estate and you're calling yourself a real estate professional, I would disagree with you that you're not actually being a real estate professional if you don't at least follow those daily minimum standards. If you've got leads to follow up on and you're not calling them, what are you doing? And, and you know what, along, along with that point, to reinforce that point, um, is the fact that your long-term, everlasting, increasing success will come from, oh boy, coaching clients, you know what I'm about to say, don't you? Uh-oh. Doing what, you, what I'm about to say, yes. Doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. Doing what you right. don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level, guys. And oftentimes, that's going to be the stuff that's going to make you money. It does get boring, okay? It just does. Doing the same thing. I was on a call this morning with a uh, coaching client, Brent, and I hopefully you're listening up in Michigan. And he's going to earn probably $1.2, $1.3 million gross this year. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he said, listen, I, it's hard for me after going on you know, two listing appointments, sometimes three a day. It gets a little boring. It gets a little monotonous. And he has to keep himself challenged. He has to keep himself motivated so he keeps on you know, making and doing as well as he is. And, yeah, that comes down to the mindset that it doesn't have to be exciting every day. You don't really want it to be exciting every day. Really? It, it's, so embrace it's the idea. It's a lot when it gets too exciting. <laughs> right. So doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it. Make it so success becomes the norm. Don't make it so it's so exciting when you get a deal, when you take a listing. That's just what you do. Stop celebrating yeah. so long when you take a listing. Stop you know, crying in your oatmeal so long when you have the defeat. That's just part of the job. Okay. So it's doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level, which is really critical, which goes back to, by the way, the daily minimum standards. Next point, Jules. Okay, the next point is focusing on schemes instead of skills. And here's where we're being shocking. We warned you at the top of the call. A skill-based business always has better net profit 
a more confident agent at the wheel, and better long-term success. Schemes come and go. Skills give you freedom. So Tim, what's the difference between a scheme and a skill? Well, I mean, pretty much anything that you guys, for the most part, if you look at something as a flash, whiz-bang, shiny light, going to solve your problems, well, I'll give you some recent, history, recent examples. Do you guys remember about five, seven years ago, everybody thought social networking was going to be the Shangri-La. Oh, my God, if you're not on Twitter, that's the greatest thing ever. Oh, oh my God, if you're not doing this, you're not doing that. And I know some of you guys do get business. You do reinforce relationships, and all. And some of you really have worked out a way to uh, have social networking be a spoke. But the mindset was, and so many of you believe that, it was going to be the way that everyone's going to communicate, the way to generate business. Well, what happened to that philosophy? Where is that gone? Kind of gone by the wayside, hasn't it? And then there's been lots of other things prior to that. The industry seems to love bright, shiny objects. And I get it. It's because the bright, shiny objects promise quick returns with minimal effort. So that's your definition of a scheme. Anything that's promising you quick returns with minimal effort is a scheme, and it's not a skill. So if I were to take you guys and I were to drop you, say I'm going to pick all of you up, and I'm going to drop you in Austin, Texas, and I'm going to, you know, you're going to, the only thing you're going to have is enough startup capital to get started back into real estate. You know, which is minimal, right? You don't really need that much money to start in real estate. But you've got your Texas license, you're ready to go. How many of you would confidently, 100% uh, assuredly, be able to take 10 listings in the first 30 days? If you're a skills-based agent, every single one of you will be able to do it because you'll know exactly what to do because your skills are portable. You'll know what to say. You'll know what to do. You'll have your presentations down. No problem, Tim. I can handle it. Drop me in any town USA, and I can kick butt within the first 30 days. Schemes-based agents, their minds are going to, I've got to buy leads. I've got to put up a fancy right. website. I've got to start a direct mail campaign. I've got to build my branding up. I've got to go and do all these other schemey-based things, hoping that the business comes to you. The skill-based agents know that they can go out and get the business. They're not waiting for a scheme to pay off. So the problem with the schemes, guys, is they don't – I'm not saying they don't always work, but they don't always work for long. And then you just have to go and find the next scheme. Get it? And nowadays, especially the schemes come and go within like – it used to be when Julie and I got into business, there could be a scheme that would be around – like I remember when branding came around. I remember when teams came around. Mm -hmm. And I remember when all these other things came around. Uh, and they would work for years sometimes. I mean, Julie and I in our marketplace were one of the first agents to use um, 800 Home Hotline. So you guys should all check that out. It's still a great company, 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE.COM, one of the best ways to generate buyer leads. Well, we are the others. And another thing, so that was something that still worked. That was a bit of a scheme, but it definitely worked, and it still does. And when we started using it in our marketplace and nobody else was, it worked really well. But what happens is more agents started using it, it stopped, it stopped working as well. I'll give you another thing. Julie and I were one of the first house value subscribers in our marketplace. And when house values first came out, it worked great for us. Okay? It was cheap. The leads were great. Everything worked. But then inside probably no more than 180 days, it was oversaturated, just like buying impressions, if you want to call it that, from Zillow, it's oversaturated. It doesn't work like it used to. That was a scheme, okay? So it had a flash-in-the-pan idea. Some schemes, if you time it right, you can do really well at. Not saying universally schemes are bad. 
But what actually got us the business consistently, what made it so we sold between 100 and 200 homes uh, per year for almost a decade? Well, guess what? The stuff that we teach as far as our coaching program. But remember, we're not asking you just to have one source of business. We're not asking you to do just one thing. We're asking you to start by building your most important spokes on your lead generation wheel first, and then after you have those built, then you can start adding the things that would fall more into the scheme category. Julie, does that make sense? Absolutely, it does, but you've got to prioritize what's going to be most efficient, effective, and make you the most money. That's when you're running a business, not just running a scheme. So we so have more points one to more get to, but we're running out of time. One more? Actually, let's get to one more point, and then we will – this next one's really good. And I, I like to always cover you know, seven points yep, on one it. call is good. And then we'll pick up the other points uh, tomorrow or the next day. So the next point's really, really important. Pay attention to this one. All right, point number seven, comparing yourself to others instead of to your own goals. Who cares what other agents are doing? Are they going to list or buy with you? I remember Tim Rory used to tear through the office saying that. Who cares? if you Don't hang out with other agents unless they're going to list or buy with you. Base your daily thoughts and your actions on what matters to you. Worrying about other agents is scarcity-minded because you're worried about what they got that you didn't get. Taking action to meet or exceed your own goals is abundance-minded because you know that you have the power to create the income and there is an abundance of leads and transactions for you to handle. So stop comparing yourself to others. And gosh, Tim, you, know, you and I both had lots of calls where they come back from some event, some sales rally or award ceremony, and they're just outraged because you know, Betty Sue got an award that they didn't get. You know, what is that about? Who cares? What about your own goals? That's what matters. So the only comparison you should be making on a daily basis is where you are versus where you want to be. That's what your coaches do at the top of every call. You said that you need to do 10 transactions this quarter. You've got five in the bag. We need to identify the next five. We did not once mention what the person sitting next to you is doing. So stop comparing yourself to others and only compare yourself to your own specific goals. And if you don't have any, that's a great red light that you need a coach to help get you to set your goals and not just to set them but to implement the things that create the achievement or the exceeding of those goals. That's what's exciting from the coach's perspective too, by the way. We love to see you guys meet and exceed your goals. So here's your homework from today's show. First of all, we're going to pick up where we left off um, either tomorrow or the next day, finish up the rest of our points. Your homework is simple as always. If you have not yet received or uh, you're entitled to a free coaching call, just go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com. And uh, though I am, have a hard time believing it, not all of you are subscribers yet to mojosells.com. Mojosells.com is probably the biggest no-brainer in real estate uh, in terms of uh, tools for your toolbox. It's probably the toolbox. So definitely uh, consider becoming a subscriber to mojosells.com. Also, Z Buyers. We interviewed uh, the, one of the owners of Z Buyers a couple weeks ago. What a cool program they offer, guys. Uh, they do essentially sell leads, buyer leads, and seller leads, despite the name, so definitely want to check that out. Uh, and, of course, 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE.COM, 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE.COM. In the meantime, if you need us for anything, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. And remember what I mentioned at the top of the call, if some of you, and I know a lot of you, are interested in becoming coaches, please go to our website, check, uh, read the description, decide if it's for you, and if it is, submit your resume and fill out the form and chances are you might be considered to be a coach for our organization. Have a wonderful day. We'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow.
This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.